Welcome to the Home Project Podcast, where we talk about cultivating a thriving home and developing meaningful relationships. I'm Kelsey Harris, a therapist in training. And I'm Alicia Anderson, an intentional homemaker, helping women feel confident in authentic home life. This is where everyone has a seat at the table. I am so, so excited about today's episode and what we're going to talk about. But before we jump into that, I was researching this week. Um, I wanted to know what dogs are thinking, if, if anybody had figured this out yet, because um, we were in here the other day with Shadow, the little puppy we've talked about before. Our mini Aussie doodle. The mini Aussie doodle. And he was just like staring at me. And I swear <laughs> that he was like thinking something. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to Google and see, how, like, have we figured this out by now? There's a lot of technology, a lot of science happening. You know what I mean? Turns out they're close, apparently. Really? Yes. I read this article and it was like, scientists are closer to... Um, knowing what dogs are thinking and something about they're learning like the process of they pick up colors and smells, I think. Okay. So like when they're searching for a toy, I don't know. It was kind of like, it was a little bit of not clear information, but <laughs> essentially that. I mean, you know, we watch shadow when we walk in the door, any of us. Yeah. Like, like they recognize you. He's like a kid in a candy store. He He's trying real hard to be obedient and not go crazy, but he cannot so help himself. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously they don't have all of the human cognitive functions, right? Yeah. They're dogs. But it was like so saying that they have the ability to like socially like remember, I think about dogs they play with. It's crazy. <laughs> I think. So shadow's probably thinking about Chloe, our, our other dog. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, that one won't play with me. Hmm. Uh, yeah. There's a whole world of exploration. Which has, there. that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. I just can't <laughs> stop thinking about how I would just love to know what these dogs are thinking. <laughs> we make up our own like a uh, narrative of what we think yeah. Shadow's thinking. Yeah. When... We think he's just like a little pampered princess. And I say princess, even though he's a boy, because that's how he acts. But, yeah. um, but today we just really are going to talk about the importance of studying the word of God unlocking the power of his word this is something it's so easy for us to talk about it is near and dear to our hearts um and i know personally for me the bible has come alive in a new way in the last month for me just this this last month and i am like desperately praying like oh holy spirit show me more things about it i want to understand more than i do (laughs) doing my best to fill in my gaps with you know Bible project videos and yeah stuff like that, which we can get to. But the word of God is it's perfectly fit to speak into every area of our lives. Yeah. And I, I think similar to you have recently uh, um, experienced the word of God in a way that I have never in my life. And I have been a Christian since I was five and I've studied the word. I love the word. I read the word. Um, but I love when God just like invites us into come higher to a to a a different process or something that we haven't experienced before. And I actually, we're going to read a lot of word today because we are talking about the word (laughs) and it's very important. And that's Um, a good word. And I'm going to start with Hebrews 4.12. It says, for we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, like a two-mouthed sword. It will penetrate to the very core of our being where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our heart. There is not one person who can hide their thoughts from God, for nothing that we do remains a secret, and nothing created is concealed, but everything is exposed and defenseless before His eyes. 
to whom we must render an account. Um, recently, well, probably about five months ago, I walked through um, the darkest season, probably the most traumatic season of my life for a few months. And I got to a place where the Word of God daily, actually almost hour by hour, <laughs> became my sustaining power. And I experienced the Word of God coming alive and bringing transformation to my heart, to my mind, to my soul, even to my physical body in a way that I didn't even know existed. And like I said, I, I've read the Word of God. I've I've been transformed by the Word of God, but I won't go into much detail yet because I feel it's a, maybe a bit too raw to share the story, but I will one day. But really what happened day by day is I would pull out the Word and I read Psalm 91 over myself daily. And there were times where I would be crippled in the car with fear or grief or whatever. And I felt like I literally didn't have the ability to turn the car on and drive. And I would either have my Bible with me or pull up my Bible app. And I would literally wash myself with the word of God. And I would speak out loud the word of God over my mind, over my body, over my heart. And every single time that I did that, it would shift. And I would just keep reading until it did. And I was like, Lord, I know that your word is active. It's alive. And it brings the transformation. I'm literally getting goosebumps just talking yeah. about it because yeah. I have never experienced the sustaining power of God like I did in that three-month window where God had to show up or else. Yeah, <laughs> And it wasn't that... It's sometimes in those moments of desperation, we are so reliant that we learn to experience. And when I came out of that window of time, I was like, I got on my knees one day and I said, Lord, I don't want to ever lose the desperation or the Mm. power that I experienced from your word in those three months. Even though I don't want to go back and ever relive those months, I don't want to lose what you did in my heart. And so today we're going to talk about the power of his word. Why do we study it? Practical yeah. tips for studying. And you know what? I just want to like pause for a moment because even as you were reading the scripture in the beginning, I can feel, I can feel that verse in my whole body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think partly that's just because when you finally come into an awareness that the word does have power, you connect with it, but also just wanting to honor you for like the time that you have spent I'm going to get emotional because <laughs> if you don't know me, welcome to the podcast. I am a crier, so it's just normal. But um, like watching you cling to the word and it's like now it, it I am now seeing fruit of you rooting yourself. Like people always say that kind of, yeah. you know, root yourself in the word. But it's like, no, when, not the same when crap hits the wall, <laughs> like, are you going to? And you did. And I just it's I, it's the the authority is like coming out of you yeah. with the word. Yeah. Well, it, it literally brings transformation in our lives. Yeah. And I can honestly say I've experienced that in a whole new way. Yeah. And I'm not the same person. Like I am I am proud to Which, say that. <laughs> yeah. One day we will definitely have to talk about it because I'm yes. sure people would love to know like yeah. what that looks like. Yeah. But it will be. Not today. <laughs> um I also think that that reminds me of a quote from Bill Johnson where he says when you encounter the God of the word, the word of God becomes something you can't live without. Yes. So it's like that if you just randomly pick up your Bible and you've never encountered 
bad before it's kind of hard and clunky to read through yeah but when you like meet his love and he leads you to the scripture or you meet him in the scripture it's completely different yeah so well and it's making that daily habit and daily practice of the first place that we go to when we need wisdom or we don't know what to do is his word yeah and i think obviously we have a wealth of knowledge at our fingertips especially with our phones it's easy to just google oh what you know but honestly like let the word that it's it literally has an answer for the things that we need to help us sustain us and yeah. get us through life and so let that be the first place that we run to yeah. and if in the beginning you need to google hey i need yes. a scripture for <laughs> this situation you can do that I i'm did not that saying yesterday. don't google but i'm just saying sometimes <laughs> no, yeah, we like- we just we don't think of the yeah. the word of God as the guidebook for our lives. Can you read us Psalm 119 yes. and talk about that for a minute? Yeah, so Psalm 119 is really, it tells us the power and the role of the word of God in our lives. So that's a great place to start. If you're like, I don't actually know much about the word of God or what it says, Yeah, go study the word of God. Go, go read Psalm 119. And read it out loud to yourself um, and read it in different translations. It says, uh, Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I'm going to read that again. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It guides us when we don't know what to do, when we feel like darkness is surrounding us. And... I feel like the more that I journey with the Lord, I recognize I don't know my next move. And he likes it that way. Like, you know, like he wants us just to trust him. And the word is a literal, a written manual that he has given to us that has so much guidance if you are willing to seek and listen, right? Here's the thing too. Uh, If we were to just eat an actual physical meal, say once a week, that does not sustain us Ooh. for the whole week, does it? That's a word. Um, so it's true. D- w- th- how much more does this word of God sustain us? You know, yeah, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all the things than a meal. We would never, unless you're fasting or something. Right. You you eat daily, right? So yeah. the word of God, we should be consuming the word. Yeah, the yeah. word of God daily. Matthew 4, 4 yeah. says that man does not live by bread alone, yeah. but by the word of God, um, by every word that came out of the mouth of God. Yeah. So really making that a daily practice of feasting on the word of God yeah. is important. Yeah. I'm getting teary Kelsey's again, Kelsey's over here crying. Uh, I'm a little tender nugget today <laughs> in this whole month, but yeah. No, it's just like he really, it's really that. When you surrender absolutely everything yeah, and you pray, I want more of you at any cost. And yeah. you really mean that and you have the tough conversations that maybe is the cost. Yeah, You just get to a place where you're like, I understand that I cannot live a day without your presence, like without your, your word, without your, your bread. Like yeah. you are daily bread. You are sustaining it's it like you said it's that place of saying you are enough yeah no matter what happens and part of my three months I had to get to that point that I said Lord no matter what happens in my life I can say that you are enough your word 
will sustain me. You will carry me. You will be everything that I need. Yeah. And I truly meant it. But I had to get to that place of surrender. Yeah. You know, I had to make him my daily appetite. <laughs> you know, and the more yeah. Bill says this too, Bill Johnson, the more we eat the word of God, yeah. the more our appetite grows. It's a little different when we eat regular food, we eat and we're full. Yeah. But the more that we feast on the word of God, the more that hunger grows within us. It's so, so true. The The literal best thing that you can do is read the Bible when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Because that is what strengthens like that muscle. Um, well, even if you don't know where to start, yeah, go back to a place of remembrance, maybe a verse that has been something that spoke to you in a previous season. Yeah, I think there's something powerful um, about going back to a place of remembrance where God met you. So mm-hmm. um, for me, like even this morning, I pulled out Psalm 91 um, and I just read it again. And I felt a faith rise up within me because when I read it in that three-month window, it was like I every day I literally was sobbing my way through it, reading yeah. it, going, declaring this over myself. But now I look back and I go, oh, God, you were so faithful. You literally sustained me. You yeah. were, you put my feet on the can rock. Can you read it now? Yeah, I feel I like sure you can. need to read it. I sure can. Let me, I'm going to pull <laughs> We're it just going to read, read scriptures the whole podcast because yeah. that's what I we're see. talking about. I'm going to just pull it up yeah, in the up. Passion Translation because... Oh, yeah. That's nice. We're going to talk about translations in a minute, but... Yeah. It's... The Word of God is life-giving. So, okay, here we go. It says, When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to sorry, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing, whether by night or day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in the time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be as spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. 
and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor, and I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. So much in that verse. I know. I'm like, I'm just going to give that a moment. (laughs) Just take it in. Wow. There's something also um, powerful just about praying it out loud over yourself. And I actually, what I did for myself is I created a document where I took specific scriptures that God was really um, breathing on for me. Mm -hmm. And I put my name in places and just changed the tense of the word so that I was speaking it over my body, myself, my mind. Um, And we are working on some scripture books to release yes, soon. That you can download. Do that very thing. So and take that work for you. Yeah. But I think that is so wonderful and really makes me think of the fact that the scripture can really shape our beliefs and our behaviors too. Mm-hmm. And like kind of how do we do that? So I want to read Second um, Timothy three sixteen through 17. I'm reading in the ESV translation. Yes. Um, It says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And I think that's literally a verse about how the Bible shapes, corrects us, right? Like, equips us. And I think when you think about Going about my day, what does that look like? I read it in the morning, but what does that look like? I think the more you read it, the more you make it a part of you, the more you memorize it. Yeah. Then, you know, you have your quiet time with Jesus in the morning. You are having a a lovely, a lovely day, whatever. And then later you start getting into some crappy situation. You You know, maybe like you have a fight with your family member or something, or you get blindsided at work and you're feeling real like... Oh, I feel like I just entered the desert yep. land. It's like you have a moment there to be like, oh, well, my whole day is crap and just keep going on in a downward spiral for the day. Or you can pause and go, no, I am hidden in the shadow of Shaddai. Like it's just bringing it back to your memory yes. and letting it literally like, or just me, even I was struggling with getting some work done the other day and my brain was just having a hard time. And I'm like, no, like if I remember in the scripture, the Holy Spirit is my helper to bring back all things to my my remembrance. So Holy Spirit, like just even praying, like this is what it says in the Bible. So I'm praying that over myself now and bringing that into my mind, mind's eye, I guess right now. And it literally, if you let it, it will, it will change you. Yeah. And sometimes correction is painful. Bill Johnson was talking about this the other day when I was listening to a scripture or a sermon of his you're saying the word of God is a sword. And so sometimes he has to cut off some things that don't belong. Literally. And honestly, I have not always been the kindest person. That was not my intent in my heart. But um, there were years where I was not loving myself. And so therefore, my criticism of myself turned outward to everyone around me. And when we're not feeding ourselves with the word of God, we we don't have that in front of us of like what God's asking us to do. And I yeah. think even just about Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. you know, says um, you should have joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a, f- a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and a strength of a spirit 
I think about we go to a restaurant and the server is being less than kind to us and being rude. And maybe our first reaction is to react back or to be like, you know, well, she's being rude. I'm not going to give her a tip. And then Holy Spirit steps in and goes, hey, remember that word you read this Mm -hmm. morning about, uh, you know, living a life full of virtual kindness and action? What if we were to then turn that around and actually bless that woman because we have no idea why she's being unkind or why the mom in the school line snipped at you because maybe, you know, she's having marriage problems at home that no one knows about or, you know, we don't know what people around us are being facing, but when we know this is what God has commanded me to do in his word, yeah, or, or he gently corrects us and says, hey, that wasn't kind. Yeah. Um. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Obviously, go ask, seek for forgiveness. You know, I, there have been times, and I don't know, Kelsey, if you even remember this, we were going through a checkout line at a grocery store. This just popped in my mind as, as I'm as we're talking. So this is just a random story, but I, I don't remember what happened other than something happened in exchange between the checkout woman and myself. And I think this might've been even when we lived in England and I was very far from kind, like I snipped back at her. I, she got my back up and I, I just reacted, but you were with me and you were probably, I don't know, seven or eight. Um, But as I walked away, the Holy Spirit convicted me so strongly and said, I want you to go back and apologize. And I was like, (laughs) oh, and I was like, okay. Uh, So I took a minute and I just said to to you, I just, mommy needs to go back and apologize. And so I did. I went back to the woman and I said, I am so sorry that I was unkind. And she began to cry. Mm. Um, She said, I don't think anyone's ever apologized to me. And just that she had had a really hard day and how much that meant. Wow. Um, and in that moment, I was like, Lord, thank you for um, correcting yeah. me and lovingly like and asking me to obey because we, how we walk out the word of God or how we walk out our Christian walk is how others see a reflection of Christ, you know? And so part of us even knowing the word of God is how can we be a true reflection? How yeah. can we be an image bearer of who God is? Yeah. If we don't know what his word is, then how do we know what that is? Yeah. The word corrects and it also refines. I want to, I want to park on refinement for a minute and then we're going to give you some practical tips. But, um, in Psalm 12 verse six, it says the words of the Lord are pure words like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. Um, excuse me. And I think the word, the word of the Lord will refine you and the Lord will refine you if you ask for it. And that's definitely something I've been going through is Lord, refine me with your eyes of fire because Mm -hmm. I need to have more of you. And it's funny that it's like my refining and my personal revival, if you want to call it, has come through honesty, surrender, and reading the word. Right. Not worship sets on the TV. Those are those are powerful, but it's like, like you know when when you, when you do go, oh like you're at an altar call. <laughs> Lord, I'll give it all. I surrender everything. And then the next day you're praying that, and he's like, well, what about this little secret that you've had for years? And you're like, well, no, 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 not that. Yeah. I'll I'll surrender everything, everything else, but not that. Right. And I think there has to reach a point for you like to be 
filled with the word of the Lord. It reminds me of that illustration. If you ever were in youth group where they have a jar of like black water and they pour clean water in it. And it's like after a certain amount of clean water, all the black water comes out. And it's like the more that you're pouring in the word of God, the more stuff has to get out of you because we have to be a good vessel for the word too. Right. Yeah. So that's just, I'm getting challenged. It's good. Practical tips for studying the word of God. Let's (laughs) talk about this. If you're genuinely like, wow, that's amazing. I want to be in the word more, but I get so confused. I don't know where to start. I don't know, or I don't have motivation to read the Bible. This is a big one. So the first thing that we want to touch on is discipline. Um, This is something I'm definitely learning in my own season. And sometimes, yeah, like when you get to a point, like, you know, like the quote you were saying from Bill, that in the kingdom of God, we get hungry from eating. So the more you read, the more hungry you get. But it's hard to start when you're not hungry. Like, it's hard to just be like, yeah, I'm going to figure out the Bible. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um. But I think the Lord honors discipline and we need that in ourselves, in our lives. And so like I have been in a, you know what, in this season for me, I know some people can, oh, I can read the Bible later in the day or I can read it in the car. I'm like, no, I need to purpose to wake up early and I'm not a morning person. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me keep my eyes awake and in the six o'clock hour or whatever (laughs) it needs to be for that day. I'm purposing to have at least 30 minutes for me. Like, and if you only have 10, you only have 15, whatever, but at least that's like in the beginning of my day to sit down and read my Bible. And I love to journal. I'm a feelings girl. I I like to talk about my feelings. And the Lord has been very clear with me in this season. I I don't need you to use your journal today. (laughs) Like He's kind of like, (laughs) I love you so much and your feelings, but it's time for you to like rise up the word part of you. And that needs to be more than the feelings. Um, so just. Yeah, like that discipline of if you're not good about reading your word or you feel like it's hard and hard for you to be motivated, I challenge you to say, I'm going to spend the first 10, 20, 30 minutes of my day reading the Bible, even if it doesn't make sense to me, like just going to sit down and do it and have that be the first thing in my brain. Girl, you can do hard stuff. You can. You can do hard stuff. And we always can have excuses. Uh, It's, you know, I can raise my hand and say I'm guilty. But making a choice and purposing to make this a priority, yeah, God will meet you in that. And he so will. He will. He's eager to meet you there. Because his word is alive and active. So when we put ourselves into his word, we are going to experience transformation. There is no way around that. That is just the truth of his word. And he does not lie. And I like it looks different for everyone, what totally. your discipline looks like. But you know what you need to give up. Yes. You know, for me, I really purpose not to pick up my phone and get on Instagram Mm. before I get up. I get up and I go get some coffee and I go sit straight on the couch. Or if I'm going to shower, then I put on music, worship music until I sit with the Lord. Um, You know, because it's easy to just get sucked into a mindless scroll um, and then you don't even realize it or you go there and you know, it, it's great. Everyone has stuff to say, but really there is no comparison. There is no substitute for the word of God. Yeah. Um, so it's a great place to, to start having discipline in your life. Totally. I think another, another great tip is, um, <clears throat> being conscious of which resources you're using. Yeah. So for example, 
I love to have different translations. I think I have about five different translations in my house, but I use two of them mainly. Um, So like I have Bibles that are special to me. I have one from my granny, um, but it's in like old King James. So it's literally, thou hast not... Blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I'm like, Lord, I, I want to meet you here and I don't know what this is saying. <laughs> um, so I like to use the ESV, the English Standard Version, but then, um, which is like a good, I feel like as far as like the Bible scholars go, I'm pretty sure that they say that one's like solid. I'm, I'm not a Bible scholar, so I'm not going to claim any facts on that um, account. But, <laughs> but I also really love the Passion Translation, yes. which I know scholars will say is not good to only base your study off of. But it is good at helping that come alive in you. Yes. And I would I like to read it back and forth in both translations. What about you? Like, what um, Well, I grew up with the Amplified was the one that, you know, Papa Amp. and Granny Anderson, they <laughs> always preach from the Amplified. So, But I also, I very rarely just read a scripture in one translation. Um, I have my, my paper Bible. You know, I love the sound of the pages turning. Yep. Like that for me is just something, I don't know, it's... There is no comparison. Me too. Uh, but I also, I put my phone in do not disturb mode so that I can get on my Bible app and then not be distracted by oh, anything coming idea. in because I could be getting ready to look up a scripture. And so it's a Bible app. It has all <laughs> bling, the different um, translations. You can download the ones you like or save them to your phone so you don't have access to internet or something. You can still read it. Yeah. But honestly, I, and same as you, I have a couple different actual paper copies, but... I find sometimes something pops out of the page in one translation and then I go to another and I go, oh, wow, that part I didn't yes. see. And, and you know, it like so. connects things and illuminates them in a different yeah. way. Uh, what I also like about the Passion Translation, I love to read the footnotes. There are yes. so many more footnotes in that translation, I think, because it is more of a loose translation. Yeah. But I love it. Like gives me context to then be like, oh. Okay, let me go back in ESV and see what that says. Yeah. And what, they kind of explain a little bit like the Greek and stuff. In well, and don't get stuck in just like, okay, well, I'm reading Psalm 119, 105, and that's where I'm stopping. Look at, like you said, take time to look at the footnotes, or sometimes yeah. they'll have another verse that they put. So, for example, at Psalm 103 in Psalm 119, behind it has Psalm 19:10 and Proverbs 8:11. So go explore yes, those because you. it's like a treasure hunt. Literally, when I when I went to Bethel's ministry school, we had a Bible teacher, and he would say, "Context is king." Yes, <laughs> you'd always say, because that's where you get into dangerous territory is taking the one scripture and yeah. using it in weird ways without understanding yeah. the context of, of the whole. Always thing. go back a cup up a couple verses yeah. and, you know, and right, read the whole chapter. <laughs> read like, the whole chapter. You know, take time or book if you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have an extended you time. Um, we also love like a great way to get inspired to go read the Bible for yourself is to listen to Bible teachers that yeah. like are talking about it. Um, I personally love to listen to Bill Johnson teach on yes. the word. He just gets such deep revelation and it makes you want to be like, okay, well I want to get revelation like that for myself. So let me go read by yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I Dina? like Beth Moore. She does a lot of Bible teaching. She does a lot of studies on the word. And then um, my absolute favorite too is Lisa Harper. Um, not only is she funny to listen to, but she just knows the word of God very deep. So, and when, when I listen to these different um, women or even Bill, like I take notes, but then take it a step further. Don't just listen and then go on your merry way. Take the scriptures. Like I'll take the scriptures that they read out and like, go study those scriptures, yeah, go yourself. read them for yourself. 
um, let it be a springboard to take you into a deeper walk with the Lord. And, and even stopping and just saying, Holy Spirit, what do you want to show me here in this word? Absolutely. You know? Um, another resource that is actually very helpful for context that I just remembered. Yeah. Um, when this something I learned from Bethel School also is the Bible Project on YouTube. They literally take each book of the Bible. I think I think they have a video on every single book. Okay. And they do like a an overview summary, and it's kind of animated. Like okay. I don't know what you call it. I like, don't think I've ever. It's like seen scribble. That. Like it. I don't know. It's like, like not like a cartoon, but it's like they're drawing. It's like a drawing, but it's okay. like automated. But you watch it, and it'll it'll say, "Oh, here's the whole overview story of like first of first and second Samuel." Yeah. So there was this king, and da da da. Like, kind of gives you a bird's eye view of the story. That's great. And gives you a little context for the time. I really love to watch those before I dive into, especially if it's like one a chapter that you don't really read a lot about or don't like. Okay, the gospels are a little more. You know what's happening, yeah. but like. Malachi or something like I'm like oh, okay I don't really know that much about what yeah. this is um I like to read them before and then read through the the book and then go watch it again and see That's like great. and they just yeah they have so on YouTube the Bible project is really helpful another great way to study the practical or practical tips to study the word of God is reading the word aloud yeah um there is power when we hear ourselves speaking those words I remember um my father-in-law um, is an incredible Bible teacher, and he studies the Word literally hours a day. And he was giving um, an example of a scientific um, experiment that they did with Word and how they had water in a room. And one room they like played like music. One room they spoke scripture over, and then one it was like cold and sterile. And they watched how the molecules in the different types of water were impacted and how the room where they spoke the scripture, like the molecules were like were expanding and getting all these beautiful, like crystallized things and just the power that the spoken word even had into the atmosphere around. Um, and how much more so as we speak over ourselves, the word of God out yes. loud. You just reminded me, I saw a post, um, at the beginning of the year from Upper Room yeah. that they had posted, I think it was a speaker at their end of year conference. She was yeah. giving like statistics about the Bible. Okay. Yeah. So this, it says, if you read the Bible four times a week, these are the results. Feeling lonely drops 30%. Wow. Anger issues drop 32%. Bitterness in relationships drop 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Sex outside of marriage drops 68%. Wow, that's huge. Huge, huge. <laughs> Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60%. Viewing pornography drops 61%. Sharing your faith jumps 200%. And discipling others jumps 230%. That's incredible. Now, I, I'm i sure there is, like, you know, evidence behind those statistics. I don't know yeah. what they are. But I just thought that was crazy. Like, that's along with reading it out loud. That also ties into, like, how are you applying the word yeah. and how it, it literally transforms you. Like, like we yeah. were saying. There is a, um, well, I'll share a story about myself. It was also within this last three months. I was having trouble sleeping at night. Um, I was just sleeping a couple hours a night and I tried all the natural, you know, the drops. Brown noise, white noise. Brown, noise. Yeah. Green. Do you know there's green noise as well? Green I noise. Not brown, I tried all the colors of noise. <laughs> the rainbow um, noise. Yeah. The rainbow <laughs> noise. <laughs> I tried praying over myself, which did help. Um, I tried melatonin, all the things. But <laughs> um, 
I think it was actually maybe my father-in-law was like, why don't you try playing the Bible? You know, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I could sleep with someone talking all night. <laughs> yeah, that's um, But there are on YouTube literally like 18 to 20 hours of music on, it's a very soft music. And then someone just like mm. reading the scripture like this. And so I was like, okay, one night I was desperate. I'm like, I'm going to just give this a try. Yeah. Um, and so I had it at a volume that I could just barely hear it. Yeah. But enough that I could hear enough it. Enough that your spirit was catching it, man. I, y- you had better believe it, girl. I <laughs> slept like a baby, but I woke up several times in the night and it was like my spirit was saying the scriptures. I almost, I don't know if I was audibly saying them, but I would wake up, hear a scripture like and it'd be like, my spirit would respond yeah. and be like, yes. And then I'd go right back to sleep. And I woke oh. up the next morning and I'm like, I know I heard this scripture, this scripture, this scripture, and I'd go write them in what? my journal. I want to try that. Honestly, for two months solid, I fell asleep, listened to the word of God all night long. Wow. And every night that happened to me, I slept like a baby. I But my spirit man was being fed all night long. And I'm, I am now an avid believer of sleeping oh with the word of God on. I didn't even know that that... Oh could be well bless so those powerful. people whoever yeah. made that on youtube thank you for your yeah. ministry <laughs> if you just search that's amazing um you know the word of god out loud yeah, or something i'm gonna try that up. yeah i that is like really relates me again to applying the scripture yeah. like we talked a little bit about how it can transform you but i think another question to ask yourself when you're reading is how can i live the scripture out yeah so um obviously like the Holy Spirit is helper, you know, um, laying your life down for your friends, stuff like that. Something that (laughs) comes to mind, you used to read, I think it was like the scripture in a book. It was. About a girl (laughs) scared. Did I like deal with a lot of fear as a kid? Is that why? Yes. Okay. Especially at night. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I can like recall. I know I've dealt with fear as an adult, but I couldn't remember about a kid. So anyways, my mom would read this book to me that would um, have the scripture for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And like when I was scared, I think. And I literally don't, I didn't even remember that you did this until a few years ago. But anytime, like I still struggled on and off like teenage years. And when I was away at Bethel, like yeah. randomly getting freaked out in the middle of the night or just like looking around my room being like, oh, it's like scary. Or, and in moments, it's like my mind didn't even know that I was saying but the Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, <laughs> but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that's like, I think that's a, an amazing encouragement that read scriptures over your kids and yeah. like teach them. And it really does help. Like yeah. I use that now in all sorts of situations. Situations, I'm like, Lord, you've given me a sound mind. So yeah. help me like push out this noise. There was a whole series of books that each book had a scripture and a principle and so that one was the fear book. And so we would read that like literally every night. And and anytime you were scared, I'd say, all right, Kelsey, what do we say? You know, and you would say, God, God, not give me. <laughs> no, it's so it's But so it's good. training and teaching a child in the way it should go that you would know the word yeah. of God, you know. Yeah. And even like about laying your life down for your friend. I think you were talking about this, like living out that scripture. Yeah. You remember? I don't want this week. We've talked about that. <laughs> yeah, or? I'm pretty sure. Oh, when you were saying like, we were just talking about, okay, what does that look like to live out this scripture? Oh, yes. Like if your friend is sick. Yes. Okay. Yes. We did talk about this. Yes. Yeah. They're like, even knowing what to do and how to love others. Like, yeah. You know, I, I have a neighbor who was sick 
well, a couple of weeks ago and it was like, okay, well, what can I do to, to show the love of God? You know, whether that's taking them some soup or just offering to run to the store, like yeah. again, guiding us and how we should treat those around us and how we can love, you know, those people that need Jesus love. Yeah. Good. Oh, now we get to talk about the role of the Holy Spirit when it comes to the Bible, which very near and dear to my heart, as is everything we're talking about. But I think of the scripture, John 14, 26, and I've been trying to memorize it, so hopefully I don't mess it up. <laughs> In the ESV says, For the Helper, the Holy Spirit, the Father will send in my name, um, and he will teach you all things, and he will bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Some, I think said to you or told you at the end, something like that. But that verse has been a lifeline for me this week of, okay, Holy Spirit, you're my helper. Mm. Holy Spirit, teach me what I need to know. Um, and I think it's important to um, apply that when you're reading the Bible, yeah. even before you read. Holy Spirit, show me the hidden things. I can't recall the verse that it is, but there is a verse about you know, those who are seeking to understand me or something, like we'll find the hidden things yeah, in scripture. Yeah, I believe it's in Proverbs. Um, that one really stands out to me. And it's just asking him before you read the word, Holy Spirit, like show me the hidden things, reveal to me. Would you leap out on the page like what I need, what I need to hear? It's actually Luke eight seventeen. Okay. For nothing is hid that shall... Oh, this is a very different version. Let me find a different <laughs> version of that. That's okay. It's, but yeah, that, that thing of he will guide you. I have a lot of time when I sit down and I'm like, Holy Spirit, sometimes I have purpose of like, okay, I know that I just want to be reading through Isaiah right now or whatever. But then I'm like, Holy Spirit, show me a verse. And he will, a random verse will pop in my head. And I'm like, is that even a verse? Like, I don't, <laughs> like, is that? Does that chapter and book exist in this particular yeah. book? I don't know. And then I go to it and it's like it ministers to me in that moment and it's exactly what I needed to hear. So it's just so important for you to invite the Holy Spirit because he is counselor, teacher, yeah. guidance, guide, guidance, counselor, <laughs> friend. Yeah. Like he wants to show you things. Okay, I'm going to read this verse out for us. Okay. Since we've been talking about it, we make sure and read it correctly. It says... Um, Because this revelation lamp now shines within you, nothing will be hidden from you. It will all be revealed. Every secret of, secret of the kingdom will be unveiled and out in the open made known by the revelation light. Can you think of any times when, like, the Holy Spirit has highlighted something to you in a passage differently off the top of your head? Just for, like, a, a tangible experience for them to hear? Yeah. Um, I think several times over the last... Um, few months the ar the um scripture of the armor of god has been a big one for me <clears throat> that i um as i begin to pray it i was like okay yeah the shield of faith the belt of truth the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness mm -hmm. um i started to experience what that meant to actually have those in my life yeah. you know and um, even I just had this picture, a friend was praying for me, and she had this picture of, like, a Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and funny, I actually then ordered myself a Wonder Woman t-shirt on 
Amazon because yeah. I was like, I want a reminder that yes, I, I am, I have the shield of faith mm-hmm. and I have God's protection. And I literally saw this picture of like the enemy kept trying to throw these fiery darts at me. And it was like, nope, the shield went up, you yeah. know, and just reflected those darts. And it, it allowed me to see clearly what the enemy was trying to do. And I was like, Ah, no. Sorry, you have messed with the wrong girl, buddy. Um, Because I actually have the power of his word um, hidden in my heart, and I would literally combat the lies with scripture. Yes. So, yes. And that's really because of the Holy Spirit revealing truth. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's kind. He He likes to talk to you. I also think another aspect to talk about kind of in closing is that you can encounter the word differently in community. Yeah. And with others, right? Like we build each other up. That's a good way. Yeah. Maybe it's a Bible study. Maybe it's just getting a couple girlfriends together and saying like, hey, I'd love to study the book of Ezra. Would you want to do that with me? There are a lot of resources out there, like we said earlier. Um, Or even just like all going away and asking Holy Spirit to show you like what you know, take time to read the word, read it in a different translation, even write out some thoughts, ask Holy Spirit to show you and then get back together because we all, God speaks to us different things and then we can glean from each other's wisdom and the things that God shows us. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, it says, because of this, encourage the hearts of our fellow believers and support one another just as you have already been doing. So even in his word, it encourages us to be in community together. Which I think is a great, thing like also someone has a different perspective of the Lord that you may not have that you can glean from like I think that's why obviously we all see different facets of Jesus's face right of of God we learn in different seasons and different things like right now it might be he is Lord of my life and that's what I'm learning because I'm learning discipline yeah but for someone else he could be learning like, oh, God is my father and he loves me and, the, and like the tenderness. And yeah. so there's so many different aspects of the Lord and of the word that I think something really beautiful happens when you're in community and you're sharing because they say, oh, well, when I read this verse, this comes up for me. And you're like, whoa, I would have never thought of that. And it just yeah. helps you explore it in a different way. Yeah. In closing, the power of the word of God, it equips us spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, in every way. We live from his word, and when we have history with God, it continues to attract the revelation of God. And I think that's just yeah sums up really the the heart of what we're talking about today, the power of studying God's word and the transformation that we can have as we encounter him. And let us know, like, if this feels hard for you still, or you have questions, let us know. Head over to our Instagram, and you can... Um, message us or um, on our website you can plug in your email ask us questions there Um, before we end I just want to pray over you guys listening that um, just a prayer over your your bible time in the next week so oh god we just thank you for each and every person listening to this podcast father I pray that this week today even that they're hearing this 
that you would encounter them in a brand new way in the word, that they would open their Bible and the word would leap up off the page, that they would be moved, that they would feel their your word in their body, God, that it would just transform them. And I just thank you that we would begin to hear testimonies of people loving the word and feeling alive in the word. And we just thank you so much for your presence and your love and for this podcast. Amen.